Hi there, church family. It's good to be with you uh, today by the video. I uh, hope these videos are helpful to you as we just go over the sermon from the week before. And this, this Sunday, we celebrated Easter together. It was a, a good time together. It was good to see people uh, in church worshiping. Um, and so if you, if you weren't there, I'd encourage you to watch the video of, of our church service and then come back and watch this. We're just going to talk a little bit today about the resurrection. That was our focus as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Um, I do remember in the past, probably when I think about Easter sermons, when I try to like throughout my lifetime, a lot of times I think the focus was the cross, um, but it's pretty hard to separate the cross from the resurrection. And so yeah. there definitely was resurrection in it as well. I'm not mm -hmm. like trying to knock mm -hmm. any sermons before, but um, I was really trying hard to just focus on the resurrection aspect because we did have a good Friday service. Is that we putting that up on video? It, it is, yeah. yeah. So that's up on video too. Um, but on the Good Friday service, we focused on the cross. Try to just be specific with the cross, what Jesus did that day on the cross, what was accomplished on the cross, and we focused on the blood, the thought of the blood. Um, so then, then on Sunday, again, just focusing on the resurrection and what that means. And, and specifically, I was trying to keep us uh, narrowed in on the importance of the resurrection when it comes to salvation, when it comes to uh, even our faith, just mm -hmm. that work that God does in our lives and saving us uh, by His grace. And so the, asking the question, why was it necessary then for the resurrection? Could it just be the cross? You know, Jesus went mm -hmm. to the cross, was our sacrifice, took the wrath of God. On the cross, He said it was finished. So is there even a need for the resurrection? Mm -hmm. Have either of you ever come across people, because I have, have either of you ever come across people who denied the resurrection but still would claim Christianity as their faith, saying it wasn't that important that he actually physically rise? Have you ever come into contact with anybody like that? I don't think personally, no. <laughs> no? Not people that would affirm both those things. Okay. You know, people that might reject the yeah, you know, the resurrection, but not, not that would actively then say, yes, I'm a Christian. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, when I was in school and college at Rochester College, they had us read. I don't know if any of my professors actually felt that way. I'm trying to remember, but we did. They did have us read quite a few books that they recommended that did hmm. that did do that. I think it was hmm. called like the Jesus Seminar. Mm -hmm. That group mm -hmm. we had to read some of their books, and and that group denied the resurrection. They believed Jesus was thrown into the heap with the rest and probably eaten by dogs, by wild dogs, like the rest of the. Hmm. murderers and people who were crucified. You know, that's what Rome did with them. Hmm. Um, but they had this argument that it just wasn't needed. You know, it was a spiritual thing that Jesus was talking about. He was the sacrifice. His spirit ascended on high. Like, just hmm. they went into that talk that there was no need for a physical resurrection. And that's a problem because that stuff can easily infiltrate uh, our books, our literature mm -hmm. of Christian faith, and then it can infiltrate into the to the church. And I think we do see that to some aspect, right, around. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very important that we understand the need for resurrection. And I think what oftentimes is appealed to in those things is they're talking about, well, Jesus didn't raise physically, and we're not either. You know, we're going to raise spiritually and be with him in paradise spiritually. And that's mm -hmm. what's important, right? That's the most important mm -hmm. thing. But actually, as we talked about on Sunday and we'll talk about today, without the resurrection, there's no, without the bodily resurrection, there is mm -hmm. no salvation yeah. available. 
And so that's a problem because then, then, there, then there's no spiritual resurrection or anything. Yeah. Right? We're all then destined mm -hmm. for, for uh, Yeah, I think there's sin. a lot of problems with that view, especially one, what it insinuates about their view of Scripture. Right. Yeah. Like how can you just throw out, mm -hmm. you know, the ends of the Gospels and the beginning of Acts? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're you're not relying on the sufficiency of scripture at mm -hmm. that point, right? You know, I think they appeal. If I remember right, it's been a while now, but you know, uh, maybe he was spirit because he went through walls or doors and different things, and so he was just spirit. You yeah, know? They sure. Did, I don't know what they say about being touched by Thomas mm -hmm. and him examining mm -hmm. the holes. Well, and you, you remember they were they were not smart like us today. <laughs> yeah. That's and, and honestly, probably true. Honestly, yeah. that is the biggest presupposition. Oftentimes, yeah, they had mm -hmm. no idea. They did not understand things yeah. like we do today. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's there's a there's a big snobbery that goes on there, yeah. as if those people could not tell fact from fiction, right? Sure. Or had no understanding of that, which is the, <laughs> yeah. of course, false. Yeah. Um, they, even if you don't think Jesus rose from the grave, we're, we we you have. All the evidence in the world from the New Testament documents that they thought he rose from the grave bodily, mm -hmm. and so um, you're just you're really just because uh, <clears throat> I think Mary was it Mary or somebody yeah, clung to him yeah right yeah. And, I yeah. mean right. Or, like touch you have he this, ate fish in front of them you have this thing of touching yeah right, I mean, there's just, right. yeah <clears throat> but, yeah I also have an objection to just the spiritual oh for sure for the resurrection like we're gonna have new bodies too in heaven you know. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just Christ that that had a yeah. new body mm -hmm. right. after being raised. We we are too a glorified body, physical body. Mm -hmm. So it's physical and spiritual. I don't think you can divorce the two. No, right. I would agree. Right. Yeah. Right. I would agree. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So I, I talked about some points, and we'll get through <coughs> these the best we can in our in our time limit here. Um, but the first one was the need for Christ's resurrection. Just simply in us coming to faith. And what I mean by that was uh, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 says, Consequently, he, meaning Jesus, is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him. Why? Since he always lives to make intercession for them. Right. And so the point there was, if Christ didn't rise uh, bodily and then ascend into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father to intercede on our behalf, our cries out to God for salvation through Jesus wouldn't be heard by the mm -hmm. Father because right. we need Jesus to be the one interceding on our behalf, talking to the Father on our behalf because mm -hmm. I think it's it's a prideful thing for us to think that we have the right to approach the Father on our own. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually something that we've taught for a long time in certain ways that has been negative, that has been bad, to think that I have the right to go before God under my own merit, under my own being, and to say, I want to be a part of your family. What do you say? Mm -hmm. And we know that God doesn't reject, right? And, and we, the Bible says, mm -hmm. says that, right? Yeah. But we're forgetting something very important, that the only reason an individual can go before God the Father is through Christ who's interceding yeah. on his behalf. So through through him to be able to mm -hmm. talk to him. It seems like yeah. that gets left out mm -hmm. sometimes. I don't yeah. know yeah. what if you guys have anything to say about that. I guess that. my only thought with that is that, you know, numerously throughout Scripture, it says God hears the prayers <clears throat> of his people, mm -hmm. not necessarily the prayers of everyone. Yeah. So, uh, you know, taking that in, into consideration, if you're not saved, if you haven't been, uh, uh, if you haven't been gifted God's grace through Christ, 
Yeah. Why would he listen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I'd sure to say it bluntly. <laughs> no, I agree. <clears throat> and and when we pray, I mean, just even more generally, not in terms of salvation. Yeah. You know, when we pray, we're told to pray um, through Christ. We're told to pray through Him. And so, yep. oftentimes, what you hear in prayers is, you know, we pray this in Jesus', in Jesus name. name. Amen. Yeah. That, that's a very yeah. common thing to say. And when we say something like that, though it sounds very subtle, really what we're saying is everything I just said before this, right. I am assuming I have done in the name of Christ, according to his will, his right. good pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And so I want your will to be done the, you know, in everything. If I've, yeah. if I've gotten out of line in anything I've said in my prayer, right. then don't let that happen in Jesus. You know. Yeah. But yeah. we don't really think of it that, right. that no. way, do we? <laughs> no. We should. Because that really is a big <laughs> statement to say, in Jesus' name, right. I pray this. Amen. Yeah. Right. So in the word of faith movement, that means something different. Okay. So in the word of faith movement, saying mm -hmm. in Jesus' name is almost like claiming it. Yeah, a power. A, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's a power. Mm -hmm. You know, it, or like in an, exor in an exorcism, if we can go this way, like doing something in Jesus' name mm -hmm. to, you know, make a demon flee. Like it's a, it's a, it's a power. It's a... Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. a force, mm -hmm. or yeah. if you it's want like to look at it like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, that's what the sons of Sceva did in yeah. Acts. Mm -hmm. Remember, and uh, they said, uh, Paul, we know Jesus, we know, but we don't know who you are. Yeah, so right. They attacked them whenever they yeah. abused it. Um, yeah, no, everything. <clears throat> our whole salvation is on account of Christ, mm -hmm. because of Him, mm -hmm. on account of Him, for the sake of Christ. Um, so, yeah, so we couldn't believe in God. We couldn't trust God because um, God the Father puts forward his son and kills him, lets, our, lets him be killed, and then raises him for our justification, as you are going to point out, too. And, and you said this is connected to faith, correct? Right, mm -hmm. yeah. And um, uh, another verse that comes to mind about how the resurrection is connected to our faith is when Paul says in Romans uh, 8, uh, 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and he connects it to the resurrection, uh, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. But he says the spirit now dwells in you. So the resurrection mm -hmm. power mm -hmm. that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in us to even give us faith. Yeah. So it is, an, it truly is a miracle. It is a resurrection miracle uh, even whenever we first believe mm -hmm. and repent. Right. Um, that is God raising the dead mm -hmm. already spiritually, which will be fully accomplished in our physical mm -hmm. resurrection. So, yeah, no, it just shows the power mm -hmm. of God and the goodness of God in that. Yeah. I would encourage people to read <laughs> Hebrews. I mean, Hebrews really dives into this about Jesus being the high priest, the main yeah. high priest, the better high priest who's come not through the Holy of Holies made with hands, but yeah. the real Holy of Holies. <laughs> right. And this is just a picture. Like, there's a lot there, and it can be hard to understand and follow, but mm -hmm. it's a very important connection to the Old Testament law, sacrificial system, and how really Jesus has enveloped all that. Because remember, Jesus would say, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill the fulfill law. It, yeah. And I think that's what the writer of Hebrews is really talking about. Like right. I, He fulfills, actually, every part of the law, not just obeying the things you're supposed to obey, mm -hmm. but he's the priest. He's this. He's that. Yeah. Like he just yeah. covers yeah. everything completely. Yeah. And Hebrews really <clears throat> does a good job of speaking to that. And so I'd mm -hmm. encourage you to read Hebrews for more of that. But that then kind of flows, Spencer, what you were saying about how um, because of the resurrection, there's this miracle that takes place that we can come to faith, that we can mm -hmm. be saved. And then also there's this miracle, though, 
which was the second point of regeneration of yeah. a new Sorry. of Kinda new life, yeah. right? It flows right into it, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. not only do we have our eyes open to the truth because of the resurrection, and we can yeah. we now see yeah. the truth of the gospel, but it changes us mm -hmm. to where we have this new life. And I think sometimes this can be tricky because um, when we talk about new life in Christ and regeneration, I think this is what leads to some doubt in some people's mind. Am I truly saved? Because they don't feel maybe this new life, mm -hmm. if, that, if, mm -hmm. if that's a good way to say it. Um, but what we see is for those who are saved, what God does is he... I don't know. If, I don't know. If start the process. Maybe that is the right word. Starts mm. the process of molding and making you into the image of His Son, which we look forward to the completion of that on the day of resurrection, of right. bodily resurrection. Right. But until then, we live in this time, like in between times, is what you'll hear be said. Where we know we've been promised a new life in Christ. We've we've been killed to our old ways. Sin has died, right? All, all this stuff, we've been set free from it. We're raised to this new life in Christ, but yet we still suffer. Yep. We still hurt. We still have these things in our life, but we also, the Bible tells us, as, as believers, there is a joy, there is a hope, and there are things I think that God changes in our life. Maybe uh, where we do see us being able to overcome some sin in our life, where we are able to see the fruits of the Spirit to where, you know, I am more of a patient person. God is working that out of me. I'm more And it, it's not just like a, poof, this has happened, look it. Right. But yeah. It's, yeah. it's where we recognize, we see God's Word, and as we're, we're in it more, it's like, oh, I am supposed to be more of a patient person. I right. really should work on that. And we actually can work on it because mm -hmm. of the power right. of the Holy Spirit. Right. And the, the work of Christ in our life to yeah. regenerate us, mm -hmm. right, to this new right. new walk. Yeah, yeah. no, I think um, the struggles with so many of these things, uh, number one, <clears throat> we're saved. And uh, it's interesting, Jesus tells uh, Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. And so he's talking about a total transformation, mm -hmm. new mm -hmm. birth. But the way that you get that is not by looking right here, am I born again? Right, you know, looking right, right at myself. Yeah. What does he say? Just as that serpent was raised up, mm -hmm. so you look to the Son of Man outside of you, outside an of alien you. righteousness outside of me. Mm -hmm. That's what Luther would emphasize to us. <clears throat> um, and then we looking to that, our whole confidence is placed in that, and we are being changed. But one of the things that happens, I was just talking with um, <clears throat> uh, an old guy we both, all of us know, um, and uh, he told me just recently, he said, um, uh, he's in his 80s. He said, the old man just seems to be stronger. <laughs> uh, you know, as you get, and it's like, yeah, that's the way it feels. <laughs> to be a Christian, I don't wake up and say, you know what, Spencer, you're getting so patient. <laughs> man, you're so good. The fruits of the Spirit are just so evident in my life. I don't feel that way. I often feel the opposite, and I'm like, mm -hmm. man, I was a better husband when we were first married, or man, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, a better yeah. father whenever I first had my first child, and mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things come to your mind. And I wonder, though, for Jesus, whenever he's on the cross, the time when sin was felt most was at the end of his life, was as he's on the cross hanging for us. 
and yet he showed perfect patience at the time whenever he was feeling the full effects of sin mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. So there's this conundrum we're placed in. On the one hand, as we grow in Christ, we feel more and more and more the weight of sin. On the other hand, through all the trials and this weight and spiritual struggles, we probably are being made more steadfast and bearing right. up, yeah. mm -hmm. but oftentimes it doesn't feel that way. Sure. Mm -hmm. So we have this amazing thing going on yeah. inside of us, but that's the mm -hmm. resurrection power mm -hmm. working in and through us um, mm -hmm. because of what Christ did. And so, yeah, we have that tension. Paul talks yeah. about that in Romans 7. Uh -huh. Even as a Christian, Paul says, who's going to save me from this body of death? Yeah. Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. who was raised from the dead. Yeah, and that's why the <clears throat> resurrection is so important when it comes to this new life. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. yeah. Because if, if Christ didn't raise bodily, how can I trust that I'm getting new life, actually? Yeah. You know, even now, because yeah. it's a, like yeah. we're talking about, even now I'm getting this new life, but there's a promise right. that even if I die and get buried into the ground, that I will rise again bodily. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right, or if Christ were to return before that, there's yeah. still a resurrection of, yes. of my body. Yeah. How can I believe that or trust in that at all? Have any hope in that if it were to say, Jesus didn't really rise from the dead bodily? Right. And that's why it's so important, <clears throat> even in this, that we hold fast to the Christian doctrine and truth of a bodily resurrection of yeah. our Savior, yeah. because it does have significance then mm -hmm. on, our, on our regeneration. Uh, and there were verses that I had read with that, but I don't need to point them out. Well, we, the next thing was justification, which, Spencer, you hit on a little bit. Uh, Romans 4.25 uh, says, Who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Uh, wouldn't you agree, though, that a lot of times when we think about justification, we think about the cross? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why is that? I mean, what, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a bad, a bad thing, mm -hmm. but I mean— it is a bad thing to leave the resurrection out, as Paul's yeah. pointing out here. But why does our mind go instantly to the cross with justification? Well, because Paul connects them. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> earlier in Romans 3, he's talked about how the righteousness of God is revealed because God the Father puts forth Jesus Christ as mm -hmm. a propitiation, mm -hmm. a wrath-bearing substitute. Mm -hmm. um, the blood is tied. We are, remember later on, actually, um, later on, so Paul says this in Romans 4, later on in Romans 5, he says, we have been justified by his blood. Mm -hmm. So we're justified by his blood and justified by his resurrection. Again, mm -hmm. showing the unity. Mm -hmm. These things go together. Christ satisfies all the demands of the law for us, and the resurrection shows yeah. God the Father saying, yep, he satisfied all the demands of the law mm -hmm. for us. So we're certified. Mm -hmm. We're good. Uh, I think about the, uh, a certain movie, but we're bona fide. <laughs> right? We're legit now in God's eyes because we have met all, all, all the demands mm -hmm. of the law in Christ because he did it for us. Yeah. You know, one of the points I tried to make out is you hear a lot about justice. You hear a lot about, is God just? A, a just God wouldn't allow people to suffer. A just God wouldn't let this mm -hmm. happen. And so the justice of God gets questioned. But I really think the justice of God could be brought into question if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead. Yeah. If he didn't raise bodily from the dead, then we have a legitimate mm -hmm. argument <clears throat> yeah. to say, you are not just. Reason being is the Bible tells us that death is only the punishment for those who sin, right? Sin mm -hmm. equals death. And we're told, biblically, that Jesus had no sin in him, that there was no sin. And so, really, if God is a just God and a just Father, then Jesus should still be alive 
today because he has no sin in him. But yet what we see on the cross, the scandal of the cross, is that Jesus says it's finished and he gives up himself and he and he dies. Mm -hmm. We see a death there. Mm -hmm. And so we could go before God and say, wait a second, this is not just. You are not a just person because he, you're not a just being because you, you just killed someone who mm -hmm. had no sin. There was no condemnation for them to die. That, that yeah. shouldn't have happened. Um, but yet we see that the grave couldn't hold him. Why? Because the justice of God had to prevail. Mm -hmm. And Christ is raised, mm -hmm. is raised again in life. And so really... To be able to believe in my justification, to believe that God is just enough that even through Christ I can be saved, you would have to see that Jesus rises from the dead bodily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does yeah. that follow? I mean, is what yeah. I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that makes sense. Jesus clear said, sense. also, you got this general principle Jesus gives us where I am, there you will be also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if Jesus is in the grave, we're in the grave. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we did go, and that's, you know, it, union with Christ signifies, yeah, you have been in the grave. The mm -hmm. old person, the old you is put in the grave, but mm -hmm. the new you is raised. Is raised, yeah. Spiritually right. now, in union with Christ now, and bodily in the future. Right. Um, where he is, there we will be also. So mm -hmm. if he didn't raise, then uh, this is what Paul argues in 1 Corinthians 15 throughout. If he wasn't raised you can count yourself out too. <laughs> yeah. Because he did it all. Yeah. Everything he does, we get. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that's, you know, the verse we read in that section, first Peter yeah. fifty seventeen. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. You're still in your sins. Which is just such a horrible place to be, right. to be somewhere where you think, I'm saved from my sin when actually you're wallowing in them constantly yeah. with no hope. <laughs> yep. I mean really that's yeah. a there's no worse place to be. I think, than that. And mm -hmm. that's what Paul claims there in 1 Corinthians. If Christ did not rise, then then we have no hope. And we're sitting here just talking about nothing, yeah. really. We're wasting yeah. our time. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, the last, uh, next point was the need for resurrection and our perseverance. Mm -hmm. And I appealed again to Hebrews 7.25, talking about Jesus there interceding on our behalf and how without that, we just we just wouldn't survive our our faith wouldn't stand, our perseverance. And I don't think that's talked about a lot in in certain circles about how we are called to persevere. I mean, Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, that we are running a race. And Paul would say, I beat myself into subjection. I discipline mm -hmm. myself so that I will not be found to be disqualified when I'm talking to others and this mm -hmm. stuff. And I want to run the race to win the prize. And there's this perseverance, there's endurance. And, and so we believe that we're mm -hmm. saved by God, right, by grace, through faith, that alone, we believe all of that stuff. But yet, Bible still speaks really clearly that those who have been saved will persevere to the end. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there is acting on our part. But we understand, even in that, right. I can't find strength within myself to do that. It has yeah. to be a work of God to help me persevere. And the reason that that's possible is because Christ is alive today, interceding <clears throat> on our behalf. So. Right. Maybe this sounds horrible. I don't mean it to sound... I'm not trying to water down prayer because prayer is something that we're called to do. It says prayer, baileth much, all these different things. But when I pray, my piddly little prayers, you know, my, my prayers that probably aren't that good, I'm not even asking for what I need because I don't even understand it yet. <laughs> yet I'm promised that the Holy Spirit is doing that for me mm -hmm. and that, that the Son is doing that for me. And lifting me up to the Father for my needs and for the things that I don't even, I don't know what's coming in the future, but right. they do. Right. Yeah. And so being prepared, being made ready to be able to persevere in those moments 
Um, yeah. We couldn't do it on our on our own. We must have the strength of from from the Holy Spirit to, mm-hmm. to do that. And, mm-hmm. and so I think it was important. It's important yeah. to point that out. Yeah. Here I think that, it's good to hear the the role of the Holy Spirit and Christ, the Son, and mm-hmm. perseverance. Because most of the time when we hear someone talk about perseverance, it's always the Father and His sovereignty, mm-hmm. you know, persevering us through. But yeah, it's it's really good that you you brought out that Christ is mediating a, mm-hmm. mediating mm-hmm. for us yeah. as we are living, you know, our <clears throat> lives as we're doing things wrong, as we're trying to right. to, yeah. to be obedient as well. Right. Uh, you know, He is preparing us for that uh, actively, sure. and it's not just a you know something. <laughs> not to say that God looked down into time and you know yeah. saw that you were mm-hmm. going to yeah. do this and this and this, but yeah. uh, but like He's actively with us, helping us, mm-hmm. and that that's really reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and comforting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we persevere. God preserves us through the whole thing. Um, because Jesus persevered, I will persevere. Right. Mm-hmm. His perseverance is my perseverance. He persevered for me, mm-hmm. and therefore he will keep me. Um, Jude uh, 24, great, one of my favorite verses. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling mm. and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory <laughs> with exceeding joy. So God is the one. Jesus says, uh, you're going to be in my hand and no one's going to pluck you mm-hmm. out of my hand. Yep. But then we persevere through that. So because we have that promise, we can persevere. and We will have to actively persevere. Yeah. But it's so wonderful to know that um, uh, even that is a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perseverance itself is <clears throat> part of that gift that God gives to us uh, mm-hmm. to the end. Yeah, there's a danger, isn't there, on both sides mm-hmm. of this conversation <clears throat> where some would say... Um, <clears throat> In perseverance, I got to keep striving harder. I got to keep doing more. If I'm going to persevere, I need to put myself through these tests where they're saying too much I. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's definitely a danger on one end over Mm -hmm. here, but there's a danger on the other end of the Christian who's just sitting around, (laughs) not doing anything, not not struggling through things, not trying to better themselves in God's word, not Mm -hmm. trying to do anything. And they're like, yeah, but, you know. I'm pers- I, God will persevere me, on, and it's fine. I, I'm okay mm-hmm. over here. There's no growth. They're not mm-hmm. trying. Yeah. Really, both of those are, are bad. Both right. of those, I would question their faith, honestly, to say, what are you really, where's your faith at? Because yeah. we see this work that we need to strive to do, right? There's work on our end, and God uses that, again, for his glory and his purposes. So it's not just us sitting around saying, I'm his, and that can be a hard conversation to figure out when am I trying to do too much or something. (laughs) But um, Mm -hmm. it's good discussions to have and it's good to Mm -hmm. think about and to understand what you said of how we need to persevere but understand the work of the Holy Spirit in it, the work of the Son in it, Mm -hmm. and the work of the Father in in that Mm -hmm. um, all along the way. Um, We can't can't get rid of those verses that say, uh, be holy because I'm holy. Right. Right. Trust and obey me. Right. Uh, those, those words, we can't just throw those out. We still have to be faithful to that. Right. Um, and oftentimes we can even look to that to try to, to try to figure out where people are. Like, I think right. I need to keep sharing the gospel with this person because I don't think they're really a Christian. I don't think they get it yet. Yeah. Versus, I think I need to help this brother right. out. They're struggling yeah. here. Um, we're called to do that too, right? And perseverance, I yep. think, has a lot mm-hmm. to do with that. Yeah. Anything else on that? Okay. 
Uh, the last thing, and I think this is where our mind goes to the most, just in talking about the resurrection. And I don't think there's anything wrong with our mind going to this because we look forward to this day. Hmm. Uh, but because he resurrected, we will be resurrected. Yeah. I mean, there's just this promise there, like we talked about with the new life. Yep. There'll be a time when we don't have to struggle anymore. We don't have right. to worry about sin. There'll be no more pain, uh, no more tears, no more suffering. The Bible speaks of a time when we get to sup with the Lord again. We get to eat, yep. eat with him. Yep. And that... Uh, hey, I know, I know you foodies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat, I won't cook, but yeah. No one will critique anything. Like, like, little, little salt. <laughs> oh no, you would. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think that'll happen. No, I don't think so either. Place, but I don't think so either. We look forward to that day, and I mean, that's... Will there be Chipotle in the new heavens and the new earth? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those mysteries. Yeah, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Who knows? <laughs> but this is why, I mean, really, this is why we celebrate Easter. We celebrate the resurrection because this is where our hope lies. You know, our hope mm -hmm. lies in that that time to be with him forever and eternity and that promise that he's given us that he will come and do that. He's mm -hmm. going to come back and do that. Mm -hmm. And I just love that verse that we talked about um, on Friday. I don't come again to judge Right, I come to save. I come to bring back, and I think a lot of Christians. There, there's just this state of Christianity right now of such anger, and such bitterness towards the world, where we're almost taking this posture. Too many people are taking this posture of like, just wait, Christ is coming again, and you guys are all in trouble, and I can't wait for that <laughs> oh, day. You know, Dude, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, <laughs> you, you will bow. You're going to bow to us. You know, or, and oh, man. that's just such a wrong posture. He's coming to, to save. We will be delivered, right? No more need to persevere. No more need to fight that fight every day. You know, it's to be in glory with him forever. Mm. And um, the resurrection of Christ points us to that and how glorious that will be. Uh, and also the ascension of Christ, which is later down the road, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the hope that we have. That's the peace that we have. That th it's it's worth all of this because we're in Christ, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The the pain, the suffering, the struggle we understand is is for the moment. Hmm. Um, the affliction, the difficulties that we go through. I'm not trying to water them down or minimize them. They hurt and they're hard, but we have this reality of knowing what the future holds for Christians mm -hmm. and for believers. And it makes us able to go through all of this stuff, but still have joy, mm -hmm. still be able to sleep, yep. right? Still have peace. Like so many times in the Psalms, David would talk about all this calamity, all this struggle, say, but, <laughs> but you are my rest. I mm -hmm. can still lay my head down and sleep right. at night. And that really is the state of us. Why? Because Christ rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. That's why we can have mm -hmm. that peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so we look forward to that. We look mm. forward to that great resurrection mm. in that day. Yeah. Well, uh, if you guys don't have anything, I don't have anything else. No. Like no. We're about at our, our time anyways. Um, it was a good weekend. I really enjoyed yep. Good Friday service. Yep. I thought it went really well. Matt, you organized it well. Um, uh, I yep. liked being a part of it. It was good. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... I know that this. Did you see what I did there? Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people just don't. It was well attended. Our Good Friday service. Yeah. It was the first yeah, time I, I really so. knew of it yeah. uh, being done here. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. uh, Sunday morning, mm -hmm. Easter morning with yep. the congregation. Mm -hmm. Hope you guys were able to do some stuff with family yeah. uh, and friends on Easter. We had a really nice day. It was, it was nice outside. I know we had fun with our mm -hmm. kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I'm glad that we serve a, a Savior who's risen, who, yep. who loves us and cares for us, promises to not leave us nor forsake us. Yep. And he can make those promises because he's not in a grave. <laughs> he's at yeah. the right hand of the Father. <laughs> and so I'm thankful for that as well. Well, I hope this was edifying to you and good for you. I encourage you in your study. Keep studying God's, God's Word, and we look forward to seeing you this coming Sunday. So God bless.